Mama, are you struggling with how to feed your kids right? Do you wish that there was a way to help your child try new foods? Do you look at a pantry cluttered with pirate booty and a fridge full of the same foods every week and wonder how you're gonna get your family's meals off the hot mess express? I know what it feels like to scroll through all the feeding accounts on Instagram and to see a bunch of bougie foods that my family would never eat. And I too have pinned all the healthy recipes with good intentions, but zero execution. I understand as a busy mom of three that it can feel really unattainable, especially on the days when I'm exhausted, I have a short fuse, and I really just want an easy win to end the day with. Well, that's where these Meals Made Easy episode ideas come from. With everyday ingredients that you already have on hand, I give you one meal or snack idea a week that's dietitian mom approved and is going to fit in your family's busy life. So get ready to press add to cart and to make meals and snacks easy again. Okay, so if you listen to episode 40 where we talked about bedtime snacks, you will know a lot of the reasons why I think it might be appropriate for your family to have a bedtime snack. But what I want to go ahead and chat about today is specifically what would be some good bedtime snacks and kind of how do you filter through thinking of some ideas of what you should offer at bedtime. Specifically because I know a lot of moms, and I've been in this boat too, if your child maybe is like a younger toddler and has maybe transitioned off of milk feedings and maybe even off of the bottle and is on a sippy cup, but is a younger child, and you kind of feel that vulnerable, impressionable window where you're like, they're just so little, they don't understand why I won't you know, give them a bedtime snack or why I don't want to be feeding them milk in the middle of the night. And it can be a tricky time to be trying to implement a division of responsibility because we're transitioning from that infant feeding and how the division of responsibility handles a responsive feeding approach in that season to how we transition to this responsive feeding approach in toddlerhood and then later on into childhood. In my Meals Made Easy method, in the third phase, a module I just worked on actually was talking about how these roles change at different ages and stages of our children's lives. So if you want to know more about that and you want to know more about what my Mealtimes Made Easy method is is and when it's available, make sure you go to veggiesandvirtue.com backslash waitlist so you get all the updates as the course goes live and then as I do like early bird discounts and things like that. Just go to veggiesandvirtue.com backslash waitlist and you'll know all the information on that if this is something that you feel like we are in a really transitional season and I don't really know how to transition our feeding approach to be conducive with this feeding foundation that I want to raise my kid with, but I also don't wanna be waking up in the middle of the night. I'm tired of doing one or two milk feeds at night because my child wakes up hungry. And maybe you just wish that you knew your child was going to bed with a full belly and you were getting that reassurance. You were also getting that sleep as is your child, but kind of how do we format this so that our child has really clear boundaries about bedtime snacks and if snacks are offered overnight and things like that, and how we as a parent can just be reassured that we're doing the right thing while also protecting our sleep and our child's sleep. So I wanna dive into that today with bedtime snacks. And again, if you haven't listened to episode 40, go listen to episode 40. It'll give you a lot of good background on kind of why a bedtime snack might be appropriate. But for today's episode, I wanna jump right in and share with you basically the two things you need to focus on when it comes to a bedtime snack. And that is, you want to make it filling, not thrilling. That's a quote that I shared from Ellen Satter in episode 40. And number two, with that, you want to be thinking of how can you fill nutritional gaps? Snacks ultimately are intended to help 
us make it from the larger meals or the larger, more mainstay eating opportunities during the day so that we have regular offerings of food available. However, oftentimes we see this as kind of a hold me over, which is why our kids often get more dependent on snacks than meals because we're offering kind of those filler foods instead of focusing on how can we use snacks to fill nutritional gaps. So we're gonna dive into that as well. But I want you to think about, first of all, if if you have made your basic love it, like it, learning it list, and I've shared this in previous episodes, I go into this in a deep dive in the Mealtimes Made Easy method, and I share with you, you know, the basic list of just what foods does your child love, what foods does your child like, and what foods is your child still learning to like. So first and foremost, when you're focusing on what foods are filling and not thrilling, I want to make sure that you have that list. So if you don't, pause this episode real quick. If it's chicken scratch on the back of a grocery list or on the notes tab on your phone or wherever you might be able to just jot this down, I want you to start making sure that you're thinking through the love it, like it, learning it framework when feeding your child. Because at nighttime snacks, you can just as easily offer a love it food, a like it food, and a learning it food so that you know you're continuing to expose them to new options. What I don't want you to do at a bedtime snack is always offer them exclusively love it foods. And predominantly here, I'm talking about like the really top of the list love it foods. So those foods that your child would find thrilling. We want these foods to be filling. Again, that means protein, fat, fiber is the focus. So foods that are rich in protein, fat, and fiber. I have a whole cheat sheet on this in the Mealtimes Made Easy course. But you want to be emphasizing those foods because those are what are going to fill your child for longer to carry them over overnight. What I don't want you to do is be looking at that love it category of foods and to be offering exclusively love it foods and like their most favorite. And the reason for this is because it can become competitive with say dinner. They might say, well, why would I want to eat your, you know, lasagna at dinner when I know that you're going to give me my most favorite Z bar and yogurt pouch for bedtime snack every night when I'd rather have that. I'll just hold out. So we want to create some sort of routine where we're offering something that's filling and not thrilling. And again, that can be something that's the same every night. It's a yogurt cup every single night. Or it could be, well, some nights we have yogurt cups, some nights we have this. You might be, depending on that snack drawer, if you've listened to my episode on how to build a kid-friendly snack drawer, you might just say, we're going to pull that out. Those are things that are filling, not thrilling. That's you know something I really go off of when I'm filling that drawer. But that would be the number one focus I want you to think about is what is something, and this is going to change for every kid, right? Like my kids are not super into pouches, but if your kids are, that's probably not the food that I would offer. But, you know, my kids, I know love Z-bars. That's not something we have often, but I know that they love them. I would not offer that as a bedtime snack because for my kids, that would be too thrilling of a food. So, you know, thinking of what foods are thrilling or excuse me, filling and not thrilling. I shared some examples of this in the bedtime snacks episode, episode 40, but I want you to think through that and then think through what are some protein, fats, and fibers that you could be offering. This gets us into the second point of filling nutritional gaps. In the Mealtimes Made Easy course, I take you from the basic love it, like it, learning it list, which is just kind of your brain dump of any and every food that your child may love, like, or still be learning. And I help you categorize it based off of food group and also based off what your child's nutritional needs are. And so you begin to kind of see what food groups do we have no love it foods in? What food groups are there a lot of learning it foods in? And a lot of us probably share some commonalities here, but this can be especially helpful when it comes to planning bedtime snacks 
because we can see, okay, my child loves carbs and fruit. That's great. There's no problem with that. And fruit can, of carbs for that matter too, like any grain or fruit can help cover a lot of other food groups while your child may not be learning it. But what I would be focusing on here is, okay, is, has my child had enough protein for the day? Have they gotten enough fat? You know, are they a dairy drinker or consumer of, you know, yogurts and other dairy foods or non-dairy options and the nutrition that comes with that? And where are maybe the nutritional gaps that are happening in their day-to-day -day diet? And how can I use bedtime snack to help fill those nutritional gaps? This is your end cap. As I mentioned in episode 40, you have a bigger buffer here that whatever you offer at bedtime snack is not going to displace their next meal because they have you know, eight to 10 to 12 hours overnight to digest those foods and to regain their appetite before breakfast. So what I want you to think about with bedtime snacks is what options would fill nutritional gaps for your child. Again, this is specific for each child. This is something that I work directly with families on to kind of identify what are those nutritional gaps for a child. But if you know that, you know, maybe it is, like I mentioned before, a yogurt cup, or it could be a glass of milk with something else, that might be something if you know that you need to get some protein and fat and some calcium or some vitamin D in your child. If you know your child doesn't eat any veggies, you might be offering veggies as part of a snack. You might be putting veggies into a smoothie at night to just kind of cover some of your nutritional bases. You also might be offering fruit because fruit offers a lot of the same vitamins and minerals as vegetables. So maybe you're offering some fruit alongside some vegetables and that yogurt cup or that glass of milk. So there's a lot of ways you can do this, but the thing that I want you to focus on is what are you doing to fill nutritional gaps? The goal here is not to offer a bag of goldfish crackers or a bag of pirate booty at the end of the night as the nightcap. There's again, nothing wrong with those foods and chances are those foods may be a love it food for your kid. But going back to the first point, I know for my kids, those foods would be more thrilling and much less filling. They're lacking that protein, fat, and fiber. Additionally, their day-to-day -day diet isn't in need of the nutrition that those foods offer. They are foods that my kids enjoy. They are totally something that we can include on a regular basis, but they're not something that I'm going to be really intentionally offering at night as kind of that option to help fill their tummy before they go to bed. So I want you to work through that. I want you to you know, think through what foods for your kids with that basic love it, like it, learning it list would be filling and not thrilling. And then I want you to take a step further. And if you can, with you know what you're comfortable with from a nutritional perspective, start to kind of identify what are those food groups that they're not eating as much of? What are those things that I might be able to offer at night that are helping fill some of the nutritional gaps that my child doesn't eat as much of during the day? If this is something you want help with, or if this is, you know, if you've heard me mention different aspects that I've been working through in building out my mealtimes made easy method. I would love to help you with this. I would love to show you some of the resources and the tools and the tutorials that I've been busy at work on so that I can help you in things like planning bedtime snacks and all 24 hours of the day outside of just bedtime snacks. So make sure you're signed up on veggiesandvirtue.com backslash waitlist so you know as soon as Mealtimes Made Easy launches. It'll be late August, but again, I'm gonna offer some early bird discounts, so I wanna make sure that if this is something that you feel like would be helpful for your family, some of these templates and you know protein, fat, fiber, cheat sheets, and you know the nutritional gaps things, all of those things are things that are gonna be covered in this course. So make sure you're signed up there if that would be helpful for you, and make sure to tune back in 
on Wednesday for another Veggies and Virtue episode. If these Meals Made Easy ideas are helping you in any way or this show is encouraging you in the messes and the mealtimes of motherhood, I would love to hear about it. All you need to do is scroll down on Apple Podcasts and tap Write a Review. I check each and every one of these and they truly bless me to read and to know how this show is helping shape your family's relationship with food so that I can continue to create content that serves you best. Thank you in advance for taking the time to leave me a review and I look forward to seeing you back here next time.